I, I even found a picture of a cat that somebody dyed yellow to look like Pikachu with the ear tips like black. Oh my god. I know. Why? Why? Go, go, go get, Just yourself get yourself a stuffy. A stuffed toy. <laughs> <laughs> Doom, doo doom, 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 doo doom, doom, boom. Let's new it's new it's boom. Let's new. Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. I'm Vero. And we are going to boop some snoots today. It's a musical boop. day again. <laughs> um, so we had talked last week on the show about um some manners that we needed to brush up on with our dogos. So we're going to touch briefly on that. And then today's episode, we're going to talk mostly about dog bod mods. (laughs) Dog bod what? (laughs) Dog body modifications, the ear cropping, Mm -hmm. the tail docking, and more. Ooh. So on that note, how did your week go with Ralph Aroni? It went well. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Ralph was tired from his weekend, so that helped. Yes. 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 Ooh. So I did some training with Ralph with place. Mm -hmm. So what I did this week was put Ralph in place Mm -hmm. on his elevated bed. Yeah. And then um, the way that my house is, I can, there's like a section where I can go around um, and I'm kind of out of view. And yeah. then I come back into view on the other side. So I would do, I did that a couple of times um, and Ralph stayed in place. And then the next thing I did was walk to the door and then come back, give him a treat. Did you have, did you have leash on or leash off for this? Leash off. Okay. Um, and then I opened the door, closed the door and then gave him a treat. Mm-hmm. But then when I went outside, closed the door and knocked he would jump off his bed. Ah. So I'd come back in and I'd go, Ralph, no. And I'd kind of grab his collar and bring him back. Yeah. And then I'd do it again. And it took about three, four times. And then he got it. Nice. Close the door, knock, wait, come back in. And he was still waiting. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And then we also worked on our recall today. Nice. So I went to the park with a ball and threw the ball Made it very exciting for him to come back to me by like running and looking like I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would give him a treat. I'd be like, bring it back. Nice. And then he would drop the ball, sit, and I would give him a treat. So have you noticed like differences in him? Like, is he listening to you a bit better? Is it that like you fell kind of behind on practicing some of these things? And so he was getting a little... Yeah, he's getting High a little energy. bit of a rebel. Mm. Um, so far, I don't really see a difference. Mm. But hopefully, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah. What I did with Lou, for anybody who wasn't tuning in before, um, Lou is our new Weimaraner that we got. She's settling in. And as she's been getting more and more comfortable, more and more of her behaviors have been coming out. And I was a little worried that it was separation anxiety because of like certain behaviors. And so I started watching, like I mentioned last week, videos on um, uh, solid canine training on separation anxiety and stuff like that. And I think um, no matter what you... Th- think the issues might be with your dog there's never any harm 
in doing like dog training with them on the daily. It keeps them engaged with you. It keeps them mentally exercised and listening to your every word, (laughs) (laughs) which they should be. But anyway, so Lou was like counter surfing. She was like, um, being a little bit destructive, like in the house, like when we left her alone, I was debating the crate training thing. And I still am because some of the destructive behaviors did, did not stop despite our best efforts this week. So we shall see, stay tuned for that. But, um, I had a really good week with her and I think it, um, I do notice a bit more of a difference. Like she listens to me the first time. So my problem with Lou wasn't that she was a high energy dog, but after talking to, um, Michelle from Canines in the Capital, um, she did not think it was separation anxiety. She thought it was more like nervous energy and stuff like that from what I was describing and that she agreed. Like, again, I talked about the Easter weekend that we had together where we took Lou up to the cottage for the first time. And then we had all these people over for dinner and I sort of forgot because of the circumstances of everything. I sort of, the dog was an afterthought in that situation and she ended up nipping one of my kids, which we do not want. And she just agreed that it was like a total, like just over, she's overstimulated and that we need to keep things calm and and that sort of thing. So uh, we had a big family discussion about it, about being more calm around her. And my husband and I created more um, rules around like physical touch and like joining us on the couch and those sort of things. And so that required me this whole week. Um, I started off with working on place. So I have the opposite problem with her. Once I put her in place, she'll stay there forever. Like she'll stay, she'll (laughs) stay so like pretty good. Like she'll stay there for a good hour before she tries to come off. Or there's certain things that might trigger her where she like is comes off and I just say no. And I walk her back and then she'll stay there again for like another hour. But it was the initial getting her to go there. And I thought it was like fear because she was like, she was shaking and she was like laying down and giving me her paw and like everything. Like, so I, was, mm-hmm. I would, I had the leash on her. So I don't know if it was that too. Like, she was just like, Oh God, like she means business. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But so, um, and Michelle just advised me, no, just like if she, if you can't get her to go there, then you need to practice it. Like, she's like, I know it sounds crazy, but like 50 times and move your place around. So I have one dog bed in one room, one dog bed in the other. And it's just trying to get the dog to go to whatever physical spot you want them to go to and, and stay at. So I had her on the leash and I would walk her into one room and get her to sit. And then I would say, Lou, place. And then I would walk her over there. And when she was sitting there, then leave her there for a bit. So pre-talking to Michelle, I was, I would like leave her there, but she was really good at staying there. But it was just like, so she said, so don't leave her there forever. Like just on and off, on and off, place, place, place until she gets it. And you're asking her to do this. And she said that the shaking and looking like she's scared or whatever, she said, that's just like the nervous energy that I'm talking about and the overstimulus like of it all so she's like just guide her so again like guide her a little bit with the leash or step into her or or do any of that so I started doing a lot of that with her and she really did pick it up like quite nicely so she's done really nice when I point and say Lou place she goes now and then she stays there 
for long periods of time. And this, even this afternoon I had, cause Gibbon too, sort of, cause we haven't worked with him in a while because he, he's pretty good at this stuff, but he was more quick to get off place than she was. And I was like, Gibbon, nope. And like, anyway, so this afternoon I was like sweeping and mopping the floors and had them in place the whole time and making them stay there. And it went really well. And the one thing that surprised me is we, we let our dogs in our bed with us. So whenever we go upstairs to bed for the night, like Lou just walks in, jumps right on the bed right away. So I was not, no longer letting her do that. And I'd make her sit, like, we, we just got like, um, a big blanket and folded it like into like the size of a dog bed in our room. And I went up and just was like, no Lou place. And she, she went into it and she didn't come off, which I couldn't believe. So I was like, yes, like good. Like she's transferring like the knowledge, you know, to like other places. And I made her stay there for a while and then invited her up onto the bed. And she was just like, Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) It is good for her. You you can see how it's hard for people, right? Because people like definitely like Laura's just sitting there and she's just laying there and she's so cute. And she's like looking like at at first, like when we were keeping her in place while we're sitting on the couch in the evening, watching a show where typically she would be up snuggling and cuddling with us. She's sitting on the bed and just staring us down with this like desperate look. (laughs) She's like, I should be with you right now. (laughs) And it's hard. It is. It's tough. Like dog training is tough on like, the I would say the owners more so the dog because at least the yeah. dog forgets about it after a while. They get but a like, treat and they're like, ah, <laughs> yay! Or they yay. get to like you know come and snuggle with you and they're like, yes, finally, this is how it should be. And then, but uh, I can see how like I can I know from talking to Michelle and I'm sure if we talk to other tra- tra- dog trainers too, is it's like getting owners to do that type of stuff, like like mm-hmm. using your affection sort of as an award, as a reward. That's one of the toughest things to ask an owner to do. It is. We all think like our dogs are just the cutest, and it's so hard not to just go up to them and grab their ears and go like. <laughs> I don't do that (laughs) I do it all the time I do it with any dog I see no I don't I want to but I know I know not to because I know it's it's not good for them and I know it's especially not good for Lou so even with Lou um, I, I, I took Michelle's advice into him, but also kept the advice that I watched from Solid Canine as well. And that, that I didn't like, and I was telling my husband this too, not to use a lot of that. If it's a, a nervous energy type of dog, you can't do the good girl, good girl, good girl, good girl. Like, cause it's, yeah. it's, you're making things worse. So like when she would execute place, I'd go good. Like, that's it. Yeah. And there was no food involved and there was like none of this like super praise or a lot of like, like I, I wouldn't pet her, touch her or anything. It was very like straight, direct, forward. We're, we're doing business here, girl. And was it, was it tough? Yes. But she's coming along really well. And I think that if we keep at it and even just like simple things like opening the back door to let them outside, I was making them sit, wait, mm-hmm. then letting them go. And just like all these little things that don't take um as long as if you're like when you first get a puppy and you're having to train like every single day for months and months and months and months and months and months but like I mentioned and solid canine recommends that dog training is not anything that should ever stop anyways like you should be constantly practicing and it should be Mm -hmm. a 24 7 365 kind of thing and that's like 
obvious with Gibbon too, right? Because he's been like behaving a little badly with a little bad behavior girl like around too. So it's it's good for both of my dogs and I'm happy with the way that it's going. And we still got some work cut out for us, but it's been going very well. Good. Yes. Good. Ralph yes. is the cutest when I open the door and he's outside. And mm-hmm. I just open it like a little crack and I'm like, sit. And then he sits and I open the door and he's just sitting there looking at me, <laughs> waiting for me to be like, free. Yeah. Just like with the he- head tilt. Head tilt. Oh my God. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> just like stare at him. I'm like, okay, free. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my God. It's so hard. I always go like, well, hello, mister. Well, hello. What are you here for? <laughs> what a distinguished gentleman. <laughs> are you here with Girl Guide Cookies? <laughs> <laughs> so freaking cute they're so freaking so cute. cute so cute so yes. cute so more training to do this week we'll get yep. there yes we will we will get there keep up the good work keep up the yes. good fight yes and dog training mm-hmm. all right so vero had brought up last week um and it's a it's a very interesting topic. Like even as Vero and I were talking about it, like amongst ourselves, coffee talk, talk amongst yourselves. Um, we're talking about <laughs> the body modifications for dogs, right? So it is a controversial topic. I even find myself <laughs> an inner conflict <laughs> talking about it. Yeah. But um, what did you find out about it, Vero? Well, I found two. I think there's really only two um, body modifications for dog. Although if you do Google image body modification dogs, there are many weird pictures that will pop up like furless dogs that have tattoos and Mm -hmm. dogs with piercings and Mm -hmm. just really like weird stuff, weird stuff, weird stuff. I say, I, I even found a picture of a cat that somebody dyed yellow to look like Pikachu with the ear tips like black. Oh my god. I know. Why? Why? Go, go, go get, Just yourself get yourself a stuffy. A stuffed toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Glad we're on, glad we're on the same page there. <laughs> Pikachu. Pikachu. Alright, sorry. Continue. So, cropping and docking are the most popular bod dog bod mods. <laughs> <laughs> so cropping is a removal of part or all of the external flaps of an animal's ear. And we see it most often on dogs. So I think the Great Dane is probably the best example. You'll either see a Great Dane with like the floppy ears, like um, kind of like a Labrador retriever. And sometimes you'll see a Great Dane with the pointy ears. So if they have the pointy ears, their ears have been cropped. Um, And that's usually done with ciseaux under anesthesia. Mm -hmm. I've also read (laughs) online that they can actually twist them off when they are newborns. And that means that you have no external ear. That I am against. Yes. That I'm against. Um, Most of the time cropping, well, nowadays is for more cosmetic reasons. Um, In the past, ears were cropped for 
um, if it was like um, kind of like a, a working or fighting dog so that nothing grabs hold of the ears. But then again, I, I'm reading this and could they not still grab hold of the ears? I like this is what I kind I don't of know. like herding dogs, um, yeah. hunting dogs to decrease the risk of health complications such as ear infections or hematomas. So yeah, I mean that's I don't understand this one. If that was the the reason for cropping ears, unless your ears are extremely, extremely short, yeah. then I think you can still grab hold of them, but maybe not as, as easily. Yeah. I remember we talked briefly about this like a long time ago on an episode and we talked about the reasons why like people do this and the reasons like are sometimes make sense but like sometimes they don't and I think in these days with the amount of dog owners that there are (laughs) out there and the reasons they're getting them from that when you think about the reasons why they're modifying their bodies it's like no longer relevant. No. I would say, like, so for an example, like you said, like with the ear cropping, I can remember when we did an episode on this that like for like Dobermans is another very popular breed that they do this with Mm -hmm. and that Dobermans are usually used as security animals or guard dogs or whatever and that they're like scaling fences or climbing underneath them and it's so their ears don't tear on that on uh, chain linked fences or crawling into different places or going through doors and stuff like this. And that's why their tails are docked as well. But um, the amount of people that are actually having Dobermans for those reasons is probably a very small amount of people. Yet Mm -hmm. the majority of Dobermans that I see have the cropped ears. Yeah. So it's, I think there's two reasons like for all of these dog bod nods. It's just (laughs) fun to say. It's just fun to say. Um. And I think one is like breed standard, which is getting like fought against by organizations such as PETA. Yes. Oh, PETA. <laughs> and, um, and, and stuff like that. But that um, if they don't have the ears cropped, then they don't meet breed standards and cannot compete. Same yeah. for the tails. Yeah, and I wonder if it's like that in the, in the states because like I found a very brief article I was mentioning to Vero earlier that stated that um, in Europe um, they've banned all uh, dog bod mods. <laughs> yeah, and that they won't let you compete in dog shows if your dog has been modified. Whereas in Canada, they haven't banned dog bod mods, but they will still let you compete if with a dog that has not been modified in that. But I wonder, like, it, that, it, it still is an interesting topic and you'd want to, like, ask some, like, some of the judges and stuff because I wonder if it, like, sort of biases them a little bit because if for years you've been like judging like a breed of animal. Like I'd be curious to know if a dog has ever won a show that is part of a breed that normally has been modified, but isn't. Yeah. Yeah. It could, you could argue that it's a judge's bias. Could be. So here it says um, legal status by country. 
Mm-hmm. It's mostly all band. And now, are Canada. you talking about are you talking about ears or tails or both? Ears, ears. Okay. There's some. Um, yeah, there's some that mention tails here, but this is for ear cropping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada has no federal law banning pet cosmetic surgery. Uh, two provinces has provincial legislation prohibiting ear cropping, tail docking, and most cosmetic surgeries. And those two provinces are Prince Edward Island and Newfoundland and Labrador. Three uh, provinces, veterinary associations ban all veterinarian from performing cosmetic surgeries on pets in New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and Quebec. And three provincial veterinary associations have bans on ear cropping alone in Manitoba, British Columbia, and Saskatchewan. So nothing for Ontario. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does speak... Dun, dun, dun. United States unrestricted. Some states, including New York and Vermont, have considered bills to make the practice illegal. Yeah. So there's actually three different kinds, four different kinds of ear cropping styles. Mm-hmm. So there's a long ear crop, which you'll see on Great Danes and Dobermans. The medium crop which is that like little pointy bit is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. There's the short crop, which you'll usually see on mastiffs. Mm-hmm. And then there's the rounded crop, which you, <laughs> the dog actually looks like a little bear. Aww. Little cub. Aww. It's kind of cute, but okay, not so natural. <laughs> so just for fun, I just like Googled Weimaraners with cropped ears. <laughs> To see, because I wonder if people try to do it on dogs that don't typically have it. And um, a Weimaraner with cropped ears, by the way, everybody looks ridiculous. <laughs> oh no! Why? Yeah. Oh my god, that's terrible. Should we look at the golden retriever? <laughs> do you think that, like, why would you do that? But and it was like it again. So I have to say, like w- earlier. This year, when we were talking, <laughs> so you... there's a picture, and the owners are holding the ears up. <laughs> there we go. Okay, I'm googling it right now because I have to look at it. I know somebody did. <laughs> oh, there's a golden retriever with one ear. I know the unicorn. On the top of... Oh, yes, I saw. I remember seeing him. But there's a, the one that has the tail in the middle of the forehead, too. Have yes. you seen that one? Yes. Mm. Yes, I have. I have. Um, so, yeah, earlier in the year when we were looking at different dogs to get, and if anyone tuned in and remembered me talking about getting a cane corso, or as some people say, cane corso, I often thought, like, hmm, and it was the same with the with my Weimaraners, too, because they said that they dock the tails. And I remember, like, when we first went to get our Weimaraners, I was like, or oh, I, I wonder if they're going to take the tails off or not. And they do because they have a private veterinarian. But I think more and more veterinarians, veterinarians are refusing to do these procedures because it's... Um, slowly not becoming banned yet i think eventually it will be that seems to be the direction it's moving in and um 
but I, but currently, like uh, one thing that I read repeatedly while looking this up for this show was that um, it's coming not recommended by the various veterinary associations. So all the veterinary like associations are being like, we're not recommending you do this. We're not recommending you do this. We're not, we're not recommending you do this. So um, going back to what I was saying before, when I remember that was the first time I really thought about it. Like, why are they docking the tails? And I remember one of my friends who had a German short haired pointer said, because they're hunting dogs and they can get tail breaks. So mm -hmm. I've had three dogs now only, well, four dogs now, if you can at Lou and only two of them have docked tails. The other two, Becky and scraps had full tails. Now, mind you, they were dogs with fur. So maybe they had the extra padding, but we have a cottage where I can tell you, <laughs> with 100% honesty, they're running through the forest nonstop. Yeah. Like scraps would run like crazy. Becky would run like crazy. And not once did they ever have a tail break or anything like that. And I am not using my dogs for hunting. I am not using Gibbon and <laughs> Lou, my wine runners for hunting purposes, but we go to the cottage. So like, I never had any tail issues. And now again, wh whether that's because they had the extra padding with the fur on top, or as a Weimaraner, you wouldn't. And it is like, and I can remember one of my friends with the GSP saying that um, he had known somebody with a German short haired pointer that didn't have a docked tail. And he said, they're like, it, it's not like the average dog tail. Like it is like a whip. Like it's so like yeah. fir firm and more, it's not like a tail it's that's thin. just, Yes, it's thin and it's like hard. So it's like it what it will take down everything on a table, <laughs> like <laughs> walking past and stuff. It's not you don't have that sort of give with you know the dogs with the more floofy tails and stuff like that. So, like knowing what the Weimaraner's body is like and knowing that again, but because it's Every time I try to rationalize the reasons why I'm happy I have a dog with a dog tail, it, it seems like very shallow and like selfish reasons. And, you know, I said to Vera when, when I first Googled this and you saw those images come up with the people who are tattooing like their animals and piercing them, I was like, oh my God, like who would do that? But yet here I am like dogs with dog tails. And again, if I was going to go ahead and get that Cane Corso, I probably would have got the cropped ears because it's, it's offered when they're puppies. Yeah. But I even heard like a personal story from somebody once who, who got, had a Cane Corso and that they got infection from the surgery and that it was like a, a ongoing issue, like the ears. And they ended up having to debride them down to almost like they almost had like no ears at all. Oh, and she said like, what, like, and this person was telling me this and they're like, like, why would you do that? Like, there's no need to do that. And I was thinking like, Oh God, I know, but it kind of like, that's how they're supposed to look. But again, it's such a <laughs> shallow, it's such a shallow reason. And even like with the tails, like it being like, well, it's convenient because I don't have a tail that's going to like, you know, I can have drinks on the table like while I'm watching TV and not worry about a dog's tail knocking them over. <laughs> like, but like just... imagine a Weimaraner tail, like a happy Weimaraner tail while you're oh, standing I... beside it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ayoy. Ayoy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it would be like definitely like brutal so ah uh, ah uh, I am I am conflicted I am conflicted on dog bod mods <laughs> yes 
I read something interesting. Well, first of all, the tail plays a big role when dogs are swimming to help steer. Oh. So dogs that don't have tail need to compensate. Huh. Yeah. And then there's the body language of a dog. Um, I read that dogs with docked tails cannot communicate as efficiently as other dogs with full tails to other dogs. Hmm. So that lack of signaling on their part sometimes make them more introverted and more aggressive because the dog approaching is lacking doesn't have that signal yeah huh that's Mm -hmm. interesting yeah Mm -hmm. all these things like make sense too i wonder if that's why gibbs is not a good swimmer (laughs) could be (laughs) when and when i'm i'm trying to think back at the weimaraner videos because i was like you know i googled ones can weimaraner swim and there's definitely ones that can and that like the water but i can't remember if they had tails or not but that. even like the body shape of a Weimaraner. Oh, yeah. It just seems like it just wouldn't go well <laughs> in water. I know. It's like a sinking but ship. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Gibbs is definitely not in an Olympian swimmer. He Can he yeah. swim? Yes. But it's more like, like I said, it's not graceful at all. It's like he's trying to climb out of the water. Like he's like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, get me out, get me out. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll see what Lou is like. Again, she she went for a quick dip there on Easter weekend, <laughs> yeah. falling through the ice. But I I was too excited in the moment to really make a keen observation on her swimming skills, <laughs> her style. So stay tuned for that. But that that's interesting that they use the tail to steer, and it definitely like makes sense. But uh, huh, interesting. Yeah. One one dog bod mod. So when we talk about dog bod mods, I'm just going to keep saying dog bog mods. Uh, I think I just messed it up, didn't I? <laughs> dog bog <dog> bobs. <laughs> Bob? Dog bob? It's, like, <laughs> it's like a tongue twister. Dog mod bods. Dog bod mods. Dog bod mods. <laughs> um, now I lost. I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. When we, when we were talking about it, you automatically like those. I would say that the two most obvious ones are the ears and the tail. Um, however, I can remember hearing about this like in uh, Japan, they do uh, debarking. So or devocalization. Oh, yeah. So there's that one, too. And so I just did like a quick little search on that and it guess what it is legal in canada yeah i i've heard dogs bark that had their voice box (laughs) removed and when i first googled it it had yes it is sad and like i know that they were doing it in like asian countries where there was large populations such as japan because they're all like in apartment buildings and so it was one of the first things that came up when i when i first googled it is that it was saying that it's usually done out of like legal causes and like from neighbors like suing each other and it's a court ordered thing so it's either they offer you like euthanasia or like debark your dog oh which is like brutal And again, that is, that's something that I think could be modified with dog training Mm -hmm. or just get like the bark collars. Again, not the citronella ones. No. The little zip Mm. zap, the little zippy zap. 
or e-collar train them so that they don't bark. But, oh, that's sad. I I can't imagine like having that surgery done. And I'm actually quite surprised to see that that's still legal because that seems like, well, I guess it's just as permanent as like the ears and the tail or whatever, but they tend to do that like as puppies, whereas they, if it's like you get into a legal battle with your like neighbors and have to like debark like your two-year-old dog, like that's brutal. I wonder what the dog thinks. Like, ugh. Eh. 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 Going back there- to the tails. Sorry, mm-hmm. lady. No, 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 no. Go on. There's actually some a gene. Uh, blah, blah. There's a gene. <laughs> a jumble. Blah, 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 gene. There's a gene. There's a gene. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> so there are some natural bobtails. Oh yes. And some of them are due to a mutated gene. Hmm. So the tail usually grows short or is missing completely. So for so the breeds that can present. The gene is called, um, just a second here. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for Barrow to pronounce this. <laughs> no, it's kind of funny. A mutation in a gene called the T-box transcription factor T-gene, C189G. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to have like a name. <laughs> <laughs> Accounts for natural bobtails in 21 dog breeds. So I was going to ask you, is it specific to certain breeds or is this like a naturally occurring thing that can happen in any dog? So it's specific to certain breeds. So breeds that can present the C19G mutation, um, those that are most popular, there's the Australian Shepherd, Mm. Australian Pincher, (laughs) the Australian Stumpy Tail Cattle Dog, (laughs) Brazilian Terrier, Uh, there's the Doberman. English Shepherd, Jack Russell Terrier, the Pembroke Welsh Corgi, Rottweiler, um, and then there's more. So is that but, saying that, that they're a natural breed that does this or are Corgis mostly docked at birth like when you have them too? Like I've never seen a Corgi with a tail. Does it exist? It does. Really? It does. So these breeds can present the mutation and be actually born with okay. a natural bobtail. Uh, breeds without the C189G mutation and presenting natural bobtails. Boston Terrier. And mm. the English Bulldog. Huh. Dog breeds into which this C189G mutation has been introduced by crossbreeding. The Boxer. So there was a breeder of Boxer that introduced, I believe, a Corgi that had the mutation into its breed and then got Boxer Corgi puppies and then reintroduced the Boxer into the breeding line and created Boxers with natural bobtails. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So the mutation's been introduced by crossbreeding. So that's the boxer. Interesting. And then there's dog breeds that where natural bobtails have not yet yet been tested for that mutation. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Like the French bulldog. I can't believe I've never seen a corgi 
with a tail before. I legit have not until I Googled just now. I was today years old, folks, when I saw a corgi with a tail. <laughs> they look like foxes. They look like little foxy. Yeah. Foxy corgs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's some natural bobtails. Very interesting. And there's Very. cats with them, too. Oh, Which yeah, that's bizarre. right, eh? Yeah, <laughs> I do find that bizarre. But I find all of it bizarre, and I seriously don't know how I feel Oh, about it. It's I'm so conflicted because I just feel like this shallow like animal abuser for enjoying my docked-tailed dogs. I don't know, Heidi. I mean, they are cute. Like, here I am, you know shaming somebody who made their cat look like pikachu but gibbon got his tail cut off when he was just a baby <laughs> but that was not your, your yeah doing, I, right i wonder well it wasn't my doing like it wasn't by request they just automatically do it as breeders i wonder if they get people to request like don't do that to my dog i want the tail yeah hmm. like i really like dobermans I really like Dobermans. So if you got a Doberman, would you crop the ears? I don't know. Because <laughs> Doberman... they look cute with the floppy ears too. Like, and I love floppy ears. And if I'm not using a Doberman to guard or protect property. And again, even if I was like, I know I feel like that's like, there's not enough evidence to support that they're going to shred their ears open on fences. Like, yeah, I don't think I on. would get the ears cropped. I don't think I would for a Doberman, but is it weird that I would say that I would for a Cane Corso? It is, isn't it? It's weird. I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. Well, you know what's the softest part of a dog? Their little ears. I know. They're so, like, velvety. I just think, like, I don't know, like, like, I... Even when you when you Google like Cane Corso, you get, like, some with ears and some without. They're I think cute it's... with the ears. The Cane Corsos? Yeah. I think they're cute with the ears, but for me, maybe it's because of my Weimaraners. It's like, <laughs> I feel like their ears should be bigger. <laughs> I feel like it's like they got somebody else's ears put on their head by accident. <laughs> <laughs> like it should be to proportion to their head. They've got like these monster heads and then these like tiny little flops of ears. <laughs> Aww. So I find it more suited, like, with the, with the cropped ears. But, like, now having this discussion, again, I'm a shallow, I'm a shallow dog owner. they're cute. With, with or floppy without. ears. Yeah? Like, more yeah. cute? Like, more cute? Well, so, the cropped ears make them look a little bit more intimidating. Yeah. I find the floppy ears are, like, friendly See, what feature. is it? I, I agree with you that when people like look at a cropped ear dog, like people find Dobermans super intimidating. And again, is that because of like, you know, uh, social media, like, or pop culture or whatever, like you, that, that typical scene where it's like you come onto a property and there's either, it's either a German shepherd or a Doberman where you're just like come around the corner and then people have to like run away from them, you know? You know the scenes and movies that I'm talking about? <laughs> yep. Where, where there's like a real intimidating dog and it's either like a super aggressive barking G-Shop that's like, rawr, 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 and like drool coming out. <laughs> or it's like two Dobermans that like are in the night and they come around the corner and you just see their silhouettes and like people are like terrified. But 
I, so I agree with you that like most people, when they look at like when I when I was looking at Kane Corsos and showing people, I'm like, yeah, this is the dog I want to get. They're like, oh my god, it's gonna scare everybody. That's like an intimidating dog. Like they were <laughs> so freaked out by it. But um, then like so like is it the ear shape? But then like you look at German Shepherds and people, I, I find find them a little bit less intimidating. It just depends on your experience with dogs, I guess. So. Is it the shape of the ears? But I know that people find Dobermans with cropped ears definitely intimidating. Yeah. But I think they're actually very nice dogs. They are. They're smart. They're smart. They're smart. I saw one at Bruce Pitt and I was like, hmm. 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 <laughs> it's um. we- but again, like if you look at a photo of like the Weimaraner with cropped ears, it just looks ridiculous. But that's me, a Weimaraner owner. If somebody never even saw a Weimaraner or knew what they were, they would they probably be like, even. they might think it, maybe it's an intimidating looking dog with those cropped ears. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Anyways, all that to say, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be open and honest when I say. I think that I'm okay with some of the dog bod mods and not okay with others. I would yeah. never, pe- I would never pierce my dog. No, but I would cut off his tail. <laughs> <laughs> sounds so horrible. <laughs> and depending on his breed, <laughs> I'd like cut silence. off his ears too. <laughs> I know, it's total silence. <laughs> but I would never debark, debark my dog. No. No, I don't. But is that is that worse than any of the other things we've mentioned? I draw the I would, line I... at debarking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like a horrible person after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. Well, we can play a quick episode of a booper snoot. Oh yes, a quick game of the booper snoot. I forgot about this. Yes. Okay. So this game called a booper snoot. Heidi and I pick a product, we describe it, and then we either decide boop, like, yes, we like this product, we approve, or snoot. We turn our snoot up. We turn our snoots up to it. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. Mm -mm. So the product of today, (laughs) it's actually very cute, is the, the doggy carrot patch. You can actually see it on Instagram with the handle carrot patch official so what it is it looks like this big plush square with holes in it and then there's plush carrots that you stick them into the holes and the dog has to pull the carrots out (laughs) it's actually very cute and it's a little dog that's playing playing with this so I think it's cute for a little dog. That's what I was going to say. It yeah. looks like a very appropriate like puppy toy. Yeah. I don't know that I would get that for my Gibbs and Lou. Although they might love it. They love their stuff. They love their stuffies. Mm-hmm. But they're going to like destroy the carrots. And then I'm just going to have a big square thing with empty holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree. I'm going to like. I'm going to boop. For puppies and smaller breeds. But snoot for the larger breeds. I'm 
I agree with that, but also I think some uh, mo- it needs a toy bod mod. <laughs> 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 if they modified the carrots to be a little bit more sustainable, like some of the more tougher chew toys, yeah, I think that would make it better. Yeah, we should contact them and say like, you need a you need a bod mod, <laughs> like Kong material carrots. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. That would be awesome. Like, yes, agree. Because I remember Ralph had these little um, chicken legs, mm-hmm. and he just loved them. And then oh, at yeah. some point, he destroyed them when he got bigger. But yeah, that was like his favorite toy. Oh, so he would have loved the little carrots. So I agree with you. Boop to puppy toy, snoot to adult breed, but boop if they made a mod to tougher carrots in the carrot patch (laughs) (laughs) yes and i think that's all for today that brings us to the end of today's episode of let's boop snoots join us next week bye bye boop Boop.